Son. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many of you are familiar with what the word despair is? Despair. It's not a word that we use very often. But the word despair simply means to want to give up all hope. To feel like there is absolutely no purpose, there's no hope, there's nothing left. To to want to completely give up. That's what despair means. Today in the gospel, we see a beautiful example, actually a perfect example of real human despair. We see Thomas. Thomas is one of the 12. Thomas is not there the first time Jesus appears on Easter Sunday. Why wasn't Thomas there? We could assume, it doesn't say this, but we can see from his attitude and we can assume that that Thomas was not with the apostles when Jesus came because he isolated himself from the rest of the group. He cut himself off from the rest of the group. It says that he was eight days without the other apostles. Why do we we isolate ourselves from, from people? Why do we cut ourselves off from other people, well, it's usually because we're in a place of despair. We're in a place of there's no purpose. There's no, nothing left for me. I want to just give up. Why was Thomas in this place of not wanting to be around the other apostles and just wanting to give up? Well, Thomas is one of the 12, he gave him his whole entire life to Jesus, and now this man, whom he placed his whole entire hopes in, has died. So Thomas is probably disappointed in Jesus. I thought you were going to save me. I thought you were going to do all of these great things, and now I see you go on a cross? I thought you were a savior. You're a failure now. He's also probably wanting to give up. He's despairing also because he was supposed to be a friend of Jesus. And what kind of friend is he now that when Jesus in his darkest moment, he wasn't there for him? So he's probably also not just only disappointed in Jesus, but who else is he disappointed in? Himself. He's beating himself up, thinking, what kind of friend, what kind of disciple am I when I wasn't even there for you, Jesus, when you were in your darkest and hardest moment. So he's disappointed in God. He's frustrated because God didn't meet his expectations and things didn't go the way that he planned. He's disappointed in himself for not being the the follower that he thought he was going to be, not living up to the expectations that he had for himself. And so this causes him to want to lock himself up and to be away from everybody and to just give up. I think all of us, my brothers and sisters, have been in this place where we just want to give up. Either we're mad and upset with God because things didn't go the way that we planned and things just went south, really south, or we're angry at ourselves, or we're angry at somebody for hurting us or for doing something to us. 
Or again, like I said, we're angry at ourselves because we didn't live up. We actually failed ourselves. We did something that we never thought we would do. And we live in the past, constantly focused on those things. And what does this do to us? When we're constantly living in the past of what somebody has done to us or what we have done or what God hasn't done for us, what we do is ourselves off from God. Maybe we even stop going to church. We stop praying. We stop believing. We don't want to be around people anymore. We want to cut ourselves off from people. And then we put on a show for other, for other people. We put on a show for everybody and say, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, hey, how are you? Great, everything's great. But really, deep down inside, what are we doing? We're suppressing all of our anger and all of our despair and all of our disappointment and all of our unforgiveness. We're shoving it under the rug. And we feel cut off from life, from God, from people. Thomas is in this place of despair. But when he finally decides to get up and to go be with the apostles again, it says eight days later, Thomas is with the apostles. And what happens? Jesus comes again. He comes again for Thomas, specifically for Thomas. He's already showed himself to the other apostles. He comes for Thomas. Now, you would think that Jesus, why would Jesus waste his time? You know what? You cut yourself off. You weren't there the first time. Tough luck. You're the one that gave up. You're the one that's angry. Jesus could have said that to him. He could have. But what does Jesus do? He comes specifically for Thomas. And what does he say to the apostles when he comes again? When he walks into the room, all that these apostles have done to him, they've denied that they know him, they love Jesus hanging on a cross all by himself. One of them, because of his despair, even goes and commits suicide. Who is that? Judas. Out of all of this darkness, what does Jesus give back to them? What is he says, peace be with you. What does God repay us with? When we give him our sin, when we give him our misery, when we give him our anger, when we give him all of our despair, what does Jesus give us? He says, peace be with you. To show us, my brothers and sisters, that he is not the God that we've created in our head, the God of revenge, the God of you have to earn and what we've been told our whole lives is that we have to earn God's love. We have to earn God's mercy. If you don't do this and if you don't do that, then God will never love you. And oftentimes we can even think, there's nothing that I could ever do that will ever make God love me or ever make God want to give me what I want. And we can feel despair inside, hopelessness, discouragement. And Jesus says, peace be with you. That's why, you guys see this picture? The Divine Mercy image. That's what we're celebrating today in the church is Divine Mercy Sunday. Jesus appeared to St. Faustina in the 1930s and his whole entire message was this. 
Tell souls, us, tell souls that I'm in so much pain because they don't trust how good I am. They doubt my mercy. They think that their sins, they think that, 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 that the brokenness of their lives and their past sins and what people have done and, their, and the terrible situations that are happening are too big. They're too big for me. And what hurts Jesus the most is not our sins. What hurts Jesus is our lack of belief in how great and how merciful he is. It's our lack of trust in him. It's our lack of trust in how good he is that hurts Jesus the most. What Jesus wants from all of us, my brothers and sisters, is to look at how big and how great our sins are and to, to double that times a billion, and that's how merciful he is. No matter how big our sin might be, no matter how big whatever I did in the past that I'm still holding on to, or whatever somebody did to me that I'm still holding out to, no matter how big that might be, it's like a tiny little drop of water thrown into the whole ocean. But the problem is, we can't get over ourselves. Because our pride is so big, our pride is so big, what we do is we magnify everything that we've ever done or that people have ever done to us and we make it bigger than God. <laughs> this is our problem. We're trusting in ourselves and not in God. Because God is God. I mean, God is God. God is greater than, His ways are not our ways. He's so much greater than us. He's not like us. He doesn't repay evil for evil. He doesn't take account of all the things that people have done to us or what we've done to him. He's not like us. He's so much better than us. He's so much more patient and loving and merciful and forgiving and kind and gentle. Is this, my brothers and sisters, the Jesus that we know? Gentle and kind? He came to St. Faustina exactly in this way. And he puts his hand up to bless. To bless you no matter what it is that we've done. He's blessing us. And he's pointing to his heart. Why is he pointing to his heart? He's saying, look, look at my heart that loves you so much. That from this heart, I cannot contain how much love I have. That literally it gushes forth water and blood. What does this water and this blood symbolize? Divine mercy, yes. But the, 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 the water symbolizes our baptism. That through our baptism, all of our sins have been washed away. And now when God looks at us, He sees us not as sinners. He sees us as His sons and His daughters. Because we've been baptized, our identity is not in what we've done and what we haven't done. Our identity is in what He's done for us. Our identity is in His love for us, not that we love God, but that He loves us. That it doesn't depend on what I do and I don't do. It depends on how great He is. And that's who I am. That is who I am. I am not the sum of my, uh, 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 my uh, uh, college uh, degrees. I'm not the sum of what kind of car and house and shoes and clothes I have. That's not what makes me who I am. 
What makes me who I am is the fact that I have been redeemed by Jesus and I have been washed in his, in his love. I'm baptized. That's who I am. The blood, the blood sign of, of the price that Jesus paid for all of us so that, so that when we go to confession, which is what you awesome people are doing back there, give you guys major credit, that the blood of Jesus, every time I go to confession, Jesus literally drenches from his hand, all of his blood comes upon me, and everything that I've done literally is washed away because he already paid the price on the cross. So there is no sin that is bigger than God. There is no thing that somebody can do to me or that I can do to him or God or to somebody that is bigger because the price was so big. The price was his blood. And we get to receive that blood, not just in confession, but in the Eucharist. When we receive the body of Jesus, we're receiving the blood of Jesus. We're receiving all of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, that, that one last part of the picture, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus wants. Things are going ugly and things are really dark right now. Jesus, I trust you. I'm holding on to something that I did 10 years ago, 5 years ago, and I don't want to forgive myself or I don't want to forgive somebody. Jesus, I trust that you're bigger. I trust that you can set me free. Things are not going my way. Jesus, I trust in you. I hate myself and I think that my life is worthless. Jesus, I trust in you. These words, my brothers and sisters, are so powerful. But we have to say them with real trust, with real belief. And when we do that, we unleash the power of God's mercy. We unleash God's mercy. The only thing that can stop God from being who he is, merciful and powerful and amazing, is you and me. Only we can stop him. So today, are we stopping God from being amazing in our life? because of our disbelief, because we're holding on to something from the past and we're just beating ourselves up or we're beating somebody up in our hearts. Today, mercy, if we want real mercy to be set free, to have that peace that Jesus said, peace be with you. If we want that peace, we've got to forgive ourselves. We've got to forgive our neighbor and we've got to trust in God's endless mercy that there is absolutely no end to God's love and his mercy. And that, my brothers and sisters, is who we are. Jesus, divine mercy, we trust in you. O blood and water, which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. Amen.